0: God is good. All the time. And all the time. How many of you are walking in the blessing? Yes. How many of you are experiencing the goodness of the Lord? How many of you are expectant this month? That this month God will show you his goodness. How many of you this month are believing God for a new level of glory? Amen. (laughs) Now according to your faith So shall it be Matthew chapter 9 verse 29 Jesus said to him According to your faith So shall it be So it is important for you To have faith this month And to And to release your faith And as you release your faith You will experience the goodness Of the Lord In Jesus name Amen Well Turn with me please in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 22, Proverbs chapter 22 verse 4, the book of Proverbs chapter 22 verse 4, are you there? I read, it says by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life and we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing my series that I have titled Advantages of Walking in the Fear of the Lord and this is part three. Advantages of Walking in the Fear of the Lord and this is part three. We have established that God wants us to fear him. He wants us to walk in his fear. Because the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if we are going to walk in wisdom, then we have to walk in the fear of the Lord. And it's important that in this end time, there must be a remnant. There must be a group of Christians who, who understand what it means to walk in the fear of the Lord. And we have stated that walking in the fear of the Lord is to our advantage, not to our disadvantage, but to our advantage. So quickly, once again, let's go back to our foundation and ask this question. What does it mean to fear the Lord? What does it mean to fear the Lord? To fear the Lord simply means to be addicted to righteousness and be allergic to sin. To be addicted to righteousness and to be what? allergic to sin. To be addicted to righteousness means to love the ways of righteousness. To stick to the ways of righteousness. And to be allergic to sin means to, to make sure that sin is far away from you. You hate sin. There are some people who love sin more than they love righteousness. But after today, you will hate sin and you will love righteousness. Oh, Let me hear a living amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, the Bible says that, But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness, is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness. Thou hast what? Loved righteousness and hated iniquity. So, the fear of the Lord is to love righteousness and to hate iniquity. Thou hast loved righteousness and you have hated iniquity. Say, therefore, God, thy God, have anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. So there are a lot of advantages in walking in the fear of the Lord. When you walk in the fear of the Lord, The Bible says that God will anoint you with the oil of gladness. And because of that anointing, you will be above all your fellows. You will be above. So let's say if you are in the oil industry, when you love righteousness, God will anoint you With the oil of gladness and you'll be above your fellow businessmen and businesswomen in that field. If you're in an office and this anointing comes upon you, what happens is God lifts you above. That's why we have to love righteousness. You can't be in business and be crooking the ways and doing the wrong things. No man might see you, but God sees you. You can't be in the church and be crooking the ways of God and you think the pastor cannot see you. God can see you. Our reward is from God, not from pastor. That's why the fear of God has departed the church. And sadly enough, there are many in the church who murmur, they member. they complain about everything. They think they have a reason to, to complain about everything. They murmur, they complain, they talk against authority, they talk against leadership. You, are, you don't understand. You don't understand the things of God. You see, when God told Adam that the day you eat this fruit, you will die, when he ate it, he didn't die immediately. When you violate the principles of the word of God, and God says you will die, don't think you do it once and you don't die, so it's a license to continue sinning. It's just a matter of time. Remember, when you break the hedge, the serpent will bite. When you break the head, the serpent will do what? Will bite. So we must love righteousness and hate iniquity. Hate sin with all passion. Don't be a Christian who loves sin. You love sinners, their congregation. When sinners are sitting down and they they are criticizing the pastor or the church, you gather. Remember, Jesus is coming for the church. And God cannot bless you outside of the church. The only appointed place of your blessing is in the church. Zion is your place of possession. Is the church, not outside. Hallelujah. So last week we started examining two striking similarities in the Old and the New Testament. So let's go back. Let's go back to First Samuel chapter 2 from verse 12. Today your life will never be the same again. After today's service, if you don't walk in the fear of the Lord, then nobody can help you. (laughs) If you still don't understand what it means to walk in the fear of the Lord, then I'm telling you, even if God descends and shows Himself to you, no one or nothing can help you. So 1 Samuel chapter 2 from verse 12. I read. It says now the sons of Eli were the sons of Belial. They knew not the Lord. Now you need to understand this. Eli was the greatest prophet in the Old Testament. He was one of the greatest prophets. And his sons were priests in the house of the Lord. But the Bible says that the sons of Eli they were sons of Belial sons of Belial simply means sons of the devil so they were in the church they were priests they were pastors they were leaders but they were sons of Belial and the Bible says and they knew not the Lord first Samuel chapter 2 verse 12 they knew not the Lord so they were in the church they were working in the church but they didn't know God. They claimed they were called by God, but they didn't know the God who called them. Jesus said in the last day, many will come to him and say, Lord, Lord, we did miracles in your name. We did that in your name. And Jesus will say, depart from me. I know you not. Ye workers of iniquity. They were doing it in his name. They were doing it in his name. But they had no relationship with him. It says they were priests in the house. But they knew not the Lord. So you can be in the church. We say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are pretending you don't know the Lord. You don't know him. You know where everybody say hallelujah. We all say hallelujah. You know the Christian jargon. You're deceiving man or you're deceiving yourself. These were not leaders. These were not church leaders. These were not church members. These were not church workers. These were pastors, sons of the priest. They were priests. They were priests in the church. They were pastors in the church. There are many who are mounting pulpits today who don't know God. Their master is the devil. There are many magicians in the church today. It says now the sons of Eli. So look, they are two different fathers. They were not the sons of Eli. They were the sons of Belial. Sons of the devil. Whose son are you? Whose son are you? Are you the son of the devil or the son of God? You will have to answer that by yourself. That's what the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Even your salvation has to be worked out in fear and trembling. Verse 13, the Bible says, that, and the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice, notice that word, key word there. So every time we come to church, we are offering sacrifice. And what's a sacrifice? A sacrifice is anything that will cost you, to cost you something. So when they come and they offer sacrifice, the priest servant will come. Now before I move to the next level, I want you to understand that if you're a pastor, you need to understand that every giving that people are giving is a sacrifice. Don't abuse it. Don't abuse the sacrifices God's people are offering unto him. And then you sit down and abuse it. You abuse the resources. You abuse human resources. You abuse the things of the church. You use the things of the church for your personal gain. Your sacrifice. People go to work work all night come back very tired sometimes walking in the snow and when they come and offer their tithes and their offering all you are thinking about is personal gain remember this are a sacrifice and if you abuse the sacrifice of the Lord you'll be in trouble so when they offer the sacrifice the priest servant came while the flesh was was in seething, with a flesh hook of three teeth in his hand, and he will struck it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, all that the flesh hook brought up, the priest took for himself. So they did in Shiloh unto all the Israelites that came hither. So basically, this is talking about how. The priests were taken care of in the Old Testament. That after the tithes and offering were taken, remember in those days, their offering were animals. They didn't bring money, they were bring animals. So when they bring their tithes and offering, animals, they will cook it there and then. And then the servant of the priests have three hooks. It's called flesh hook. They'll put it in a pot and whatever meat comes out belongs to the priest. That's a procedure. Are you following me? Now, that is the procedure they were following. Now, follow me carefully. The Bible says, verse 14 and, and no, verse 15. Also, before they were burnt, the fast, the priest's servant came and said to the man that sacrificed, give flesh to To roast for the priest, for he will not have sodden flesh of thee, but raw. So notice the procedure carefully. Verse 16. It says, If any man said unto him, Let them not fail to bend the fat presently, and then take as much as thy soul desireth, then he will answer him, Nay, but thou shalt give it me now. And if not, I will take it by force. So the, the procedure is now being tampered with. Because the sons of Belial said, No, we are not going to follow the rules that have been laid down in the church regarding the things of God. We will take it by force. When the tithe and offering is given, we'll corner the ushers and take the money and put it in our pocket and take it home. True story. True story. In a church, after the tithe and offering were done, the pastor and the assistant pastor, they were fighting over the money publicly in the church. True story the pastor said it's going to my house the, the assistant pastor said it's going to my house today it's my turn today it's... see true story true story true story so you can see the motive many churches today are breaking away not because God have called them if you hear assistant pastors or associate pastors say I've heard from the Lord it's a lie when they came to the church and you led them to Christ and, 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 and taught them and laid hands upon them and made them a pastor and they say, oh, I'm with you forever and then tomorrow, they say, ah, I think God has called me. It's a lie. They are not living the right way. They live the wrong way. They break the church that they are in to go and start their own. The bottom line is money. It's all money. And there has never been anywhere in the scriptures where anybody has broken from established authority, spiritual authority, that they have ever prospered. Nowhere. If they prosper, then God is not God. A branch can never survive without the tree. It's only a branch. It can cut itself off. It will look fresh for a few years, but it's just a matter of time. Are you following me? So they said, we don't want to do it the way of the Lord. We want to do it our own way. Bringing shame to the house of but I'll show you something today and then you begin to understand the importance of the church the Bible says in the book of Acts it says Jesus died for the church do you know what it caused Jesus to buy the church? His blood it caused Jesus his blood to buy back the church Very expensive microphone, right? Very expensive. And because it's expensive, I will never throw it down and stamp on it and abuse it. Why? Because it's what? Very expensive. This is only a microphone. If you abuse this microphone, the technical people will tell you, I'll not be happy with that this is a mere microphone, how much more the church of Jesus Christ. You are abusing the church and you think God will leave you to go free? You don't know. You cannot play with the things of God and go free. Play with any other thing but not the house of God. Still anywhere, not in the church. If you're still in the house of God, you have brought a curse to your house forever. And some of these things can never and will never be forgiven. Trust me. Verse 17, the Bible says that, Wherefore the sin of the young man was very great before the Lord, for men abhor the offering of the Lord. Look at their behavior has caused men now to hate the offering of the Lord. What is it that people talk about, talk against the church? Offering. People criticize the church for one thing. They say, oh, all these people want to make money. But that is not the reason because two people have decided to desecrate the holy thing. And giving the whole church a bad name. Now, the previous verse, we saw that the people were bringing up sacrifice. Verse 13, they brought what? Sacrifice. Now, verse 17, because of the behavior of the priests, of the sons of Eli, people are now abhorring the things of God. People don't want to give anymore. Because of the behavior of one crooked so-called prophet that they have seen on TV or heard somewhere they say, ah, they are all the same. And because of that when people genuinely come to the house of God and they want to give, they cannot give because they have seen someone appeals the, the tithes and the offerings that the people have brought into the house of the Lord. Let's jump to verse 22. The Bible says that and Eli was very old and had all that his sons did unto all Israel. Look! Their sin was unto all of Israel. And how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Look at their sin. So not only were they defiling the house inside but outside at the gate they will line up the women and lay with them publicly without shame at the entrance of the church at the entrance of the church not in they were not hiding their sin they were so proud of their sin they were glorifying their sin That's when people are in the church, they begin to do whatever they like at the gates of the church. They do whatever they think they can do and think God will, hey, God will This saying God will not forgive you. Man can forgive you, but God will not. Because what you are doing is you are preventing those who want to come in from coming in because when they see what you are doing at the gates of the church they say we cannot come in so their behavior was stopping those who want to come in from coming in verse 23 the Bible says and he said unto them why do you do such things for I hear of your evil dealings by all these people nay my sons for it is not good reports that I hear ye make the Lord's people to transgress. So you see, their transgression was affecting others. That's why Paul told Timothy, you need to know how to behave in the house of God because it is the pillar and the ground of truth because your behavior, whether you like it or not, will influence someone negatively and woe unto you, woe unto you if your behavior leads someone to hell. Woe unto you. Woe unto you if you're in the church and your behavior leads someone to hell. Because whether you like it or not, the people are sheep. And sheep follows wrongly. And you can influence people negatively or positively. And when you're in the church and you are given an opportunity, and you use it to influence the people negatively, woe unto you. You see, Galatians 6, 7, and 8 is not a care scripture, it's a blessing scripture. It says, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. It's a blessing, it's a blessed scripture. And the same is true in the opposite. So if you sow the opposite, you'll reap it. If you break the church, God will break your life, You will break your family, he'll scatter your whole generation. If you break the house of God and you think you'll go free, then God is no God. Because Jesus, it cost him his, his blood. Every one's soul, it cost Jesus his blood. So if you break the church You think he will let you go free Now if I will not let The technical people go free Because of a, a common microphone How much more a human being You think you are breaking the church And Jesus is standing God is in heaven and clapping Oh well done Oh oh, well done Yeah Well done Oh, For breaking the church Most people die shameful death. People who break the church, they die sinful death. Very shameful death. Absalom used his beauty to steal the heart of his father's congregation. He stole the heart of the people. And he died a shameful death. Heaven rejected him. Earth rejected him earth there represented hell even hell rejected him now if heaven has rejected you the only option you have is hell now hell has rejected you heaven has rejected you, where are you going to go? have you not heard some people who who go about doing suicide bombing are rejected by the funeral people of burying them there are people who bury people they say we will not bury this one because this one is an abomination so he made the, they have made the people to transgress so if you are a pastor you have to be careful don't, don't speak to women and give them suggestive suggestive words careful so uh, be careful be careful because God has put you in a place of authority not to use your authority to manipulate the people don't give people suggestive words sending suggestive text messages to women be careful you are making them to transgress and God will never forgive you or generations here to great man of God of the redeemed Christian church of God pastor Yeah at Deboe he said God told him he said the things I'm doing with you the day you think in your mind it is you you know what God told him God took him to the seashore and said write your name on the sand he got closer to the sea wrote his name and then the sea came and wiped off his name and God said the day you think what is happening is you I wipe off your name and your name will never be recognized or known by anybody that's why it takes humility to walk in the fear of the Lord that's why I'm careful to say I did this I did that hey who are you you human being God, He God, I studied God through because of my preaching, that's why the people are coming. Who are you? Because of my gift, that's why the people are coming. Who are you? Who gave you the gift in the first place? Humility is key. Whatever you do, church, don't let others to transgress. I have never broken anybody's church. Never. Never. I have never taken one member from anybody's church. Never. Never. I've never seen it in anybody's church. This church, this is why we started, when we came to start, (laughs) it was just my wife and I, we started here. Never broke anybody's church. We never went to a church and we saw a nice cameraman and say, oh, cameraman, we like you. Come come, come to solution. We want to take you from that church to solution. Never. Never. So be careful what you are sowing. You break somebody's marriage, not yours only will be broken. Your children, your children, 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 children. There will not know peace forever. So be careful. If you don't want to reap something, don't sow it. You say, oh, God is a loving God, He's a forgiving God. I'm telling you, this one, he doesn't forgive. You see, we are living in a generation where people think, oh, if I sin, it's a dispensation of grace. So if I sin now and I ask God to forgive me my sins, you just forgive me my sins and I'll go free. That is deception. Every sin has consequences. You might be forgiven, but you will live with the consequences forever. Forever. There's a great man of God in Ghana. His name is Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. Before he gave his life to Christ, he bent his three fingers on the candle. He is a powerful man of God now, preaching powerfully, But those three fingers are not there. The consequences will be with you forever. Are you following what I'm saying? Very important. Very important. Whatever you do, don't cause others to transgress in their walk with God. That's key. Jesus said it is better for such people not to be born because a millstone will be hung on your neck and you'll be put into the deep sea. Five of 1 Samuel chapter 2 it says if a man sin against another the judge shall judge him but if a man sin against the Lord who shall entreat for him notwithstanding they hearken not unto the voice of their father because the Lord will slay them now listen to what their father is saying if you sin against man you have a judge who will who intermediate between the two of you and then maybe forgive one and the other will go free. But I say now if you sin against God, who is going to forgive you? Every sin you sin against the church is against God. She might be there laughing. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> You will die a shameful death. Heaven will reject you. Hell will reject you. Because if you sin against man, oh, as for man, I'll forgive you. Like I told you, before you join the church, I forgave you your sins before you join the church. That's the truth. So before you even committed the act of sin against me, I've already forgiven you. I have already forgiven you long before you showed up in this church so I don't harbor anything against anybody in my heart because my heart is too precious to be kept kept clean and pure for God to use because God cannot use a priest that has balls balls everywhere and anger and bitterness produces balls Spiritual balls everywhere, the priest on his heart. No. So before you join the church, I forgive you. That's the honest truth. But for God, ah, He won't forgive you. We say, What kind of doctrine is He teaching? This is the Bible. I love it when the church is quiet. Quickly, let's look at the consequences of their actions. Verse 27, the Bible says that there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus says the Lord, did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, to wear an effort before me, and did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? So, listen carefully. God is getting somewhere and he's asking a question. This question has to do with what he has done for them in time past. Verse 25. It says, Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice? Now he said, All that I did for you is a sacrifice. Why are you kicking? Against the sacrifice, even I the Lord did for you. Those who forget, why do you forget all God has done for you? Say, so Who is God? Far in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, the day he took the glory upon himself, he died. In and worms finish finishing off. It's the same God we are serving. You see, most of the time you say, Oh, it's the old testament, so it will not happen in this day and dispensation, but it's a lie. You see the contrast very soon. He said, Wherefore do you kick against my sacrifice at and at mine offering which I have commanded in my habitation? and honor thy sons above me. Look at that. So God is getting to a point. He said, why have you gotten to the point now where you are honoring your sons above me? Remember, God is a jealous God. He says, why do you honor your sons above me? To make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel?" That's why you have to be careful. If you're a man of God and you abuse the offering of the people, you're making yourself fat. You don't care what the people are going through. All you think about is yourself. Always raising special offering for yourself, for your pot belly. God said you have honored your sons. You have honored yourself about You know, there are some places where the man of God is honored above God. He's held like a God above God. Not in this church forever and ever. In this house, we honor God above anybody else. I've told you time and time again, I am nothing in this church. That is the truth, trust me. I am what? Nothing in this church. Because I fear God. Now observe the consequences of this sin against the Lord and His house. Verse 13. Listen carefully to what God is about to say. say. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. Did you see that? Forever. So that's God's covenant. God's covenant is Eli, the priesthood, who walk before the house of the Lord forever. No change. But now, my goodness. Listen, it says, But now, the Lord saith, Be it far from me, for them that honor me, I will honor, and them that despise me shall be lightly extinguished what does Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says, it says for I am the Lord, I change not it says I change not, but in this instance, because they desecrated the house of God because they dishonored the house of God, God said this one, far it be from me, as for this one, I am changing You know me as a God who does not change but because of what you have done to the church as for this one, I am changing. Jesus is coming for a church not Christians, a church without spot or wrinkle. That's why God, every sin you commit against the church he takes it serious. He takes his sin I have never seen anyone who has fought against the church and survived. Even the great Apostle Paul kicking against the church, Jesus showed up and said, Why are you kicking against me? You are kicking against a brick. You think you are dealing with people. You think it's these people, you can manipulate them. You think you have power to remove people from the church why are you kicking against a brick it's not a solution chapel you are fighting you are fighting against Jesus it's Jesus you are fighting against this is why you have to learn to hold your peace <laughs> you hold your peace and Jesus will fight for it is his church you are laughing oh he will wipe you off he will wipe your whole generation off if you fight against the church of the living God God said my covenant is forever but on this instance Eli your sons have done this against the church Far be it from me. I am changing. I have said I don't change. But in this instance, I am changing. That's a consequence. They say, oh God is a loving God. So you break his house and he will love you. You are a liar. The word of God cannot be broken. That's why I fear God. Brothers and sisters, I fear God. You might not know everything about me, but there's one thing I fear God. I want to be approved of God. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, a man, approved among you. I want to be approved by God. Not by men. Not by men. Who is man? Who is man? Man will tell you, oh, you are the best. Tomorrow they will tell you you are the worst. Who is man? Man, they'll say, Oh, I'm with you forever. Tomorrow, after they get what they want, they say, Oh, who are you? What have you done for me? You are nothing. Who is man? I want to be approved by God, not man. The wealth, the words of man has no place in my heart. Trust me. That's why after the service, I don't come to you and say, how's my message today? How's my preaching? Was it good? Did you like it? No, no, no. You didn't send me. He sent me. He gave me his word to praise. Once he approves of me, that's praise God. I've done my duty. Want me to come and say, how's my message today? Was it good? Did you like it? You don't have to like it. It is his word I'm preaching. This is his word I'm reading to you. I'm not reading Story, Bedtime stories. I'm reading you his word. So whatever you do, don't transgress against the house of God. Don't cause people to lose their faith. Don't send text messages around, calling people, going on social media, criticizing the church, telling people to leave the house of God. God said, as for this one, be far from me. I said, I don't change. But as for this one, this sin you have committed against His my house, I have changed. Verse 31. He says, the days come that I will cut off thine arm. Look at Look at the consequences of their sin against the hearts of God. He said, I'll cut off thine arm and the arm of thy father's house. So, you see, this sin is not just to you. It's to your father's house. It's wiping away the seed forever. He says, to your father's house, and there shall not be an old man in thine house. This is a sin against the house of God. He said, there shall not be, there shall not be any old man in your house verse 32 it says thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation and all the wealth which God shall give Israel and there shall not be an old man in thine house forever because you sin Think you have a little mouth to criticize the anointing. You think you have a little, little power to 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 tell people. This is why when I see people criticizing churches and men of God on social media, I fear for them. They say, hey! <laughs> it's like seeing an a, a, a tractor, a trailer coming on the M25 and you go and stand in the middle of the road and say the trailer should just walk on you and there are these are Christians these are Christians we are living in a very lawless generation no honor for father, no honor for the house of God people come and desecrate the house of God they leave the church and immediately they criticize the pastor they criticize the preaching. They criticize everything immediately outside. At the door with others in the church. And these are people who prey on the very vulnerable ones. Who have just given their life to Christ. Who are just getting rooted. And they uproot them. And destroy their faith. When God called me, I made a covenant that there's one thing I will never do, so help me God. That is to cause anyone to transgress in their faith with God. For someone to say, because of this pastor, I'm not going to go to church again. Because of this pastor, I'm not going to go to the house of of God again. God said, because you have sinned against the church, there shall be no old man in your house forever. Verse 33, and it says, And the man of thine, whom I shall not cut off from mine altar. Now look, he's not leaving anybody untouched. Whom I shall not cut off from my altar. In other words, those who are still going to be pastors, those who are still going to be priests in the house of God, shall be to consume thine eyes and to grieve thine heart and all the increase of thine, thy house shall die in the flower of their age. Do you know what that means? It says all the increase of your house shall die in the flower of their age. So the moment they start blossoming, they'll die. Why did you bring a curse upon you and your children? I understood God's calling from the world. That this thing that he's called me for is not about me. It's for my children and my children's children and generations yet unborn. if Jesus tarries. That's why even a tithe, when you tithe, there are four generations that are blessed. When you tithe, the Bible says, when Abraham tithed, Levi in his loin was blessed. Four generations. Can you imagine? So this day it's not a joke. So when you see people criticizing the church, criticize, you see, when God says in his word, Psalm 105, verse 14 to 15, attach not to my anointed and do my prophets no harm, he means it. It is not a scripture for men of God to use as insurance from being criticized. Are you following? So because of that, the man of God can just go and do whatever he likes. No, you saw it. The sons of Eli, when they did what was wrong in the sight of God, God said, as for this one, forget it. I said, touch not. But as for this one, it's touch. He says this, all the increase of thine house shall die in the flower of their age so before you break the house of God think about generations after you do you think your serving in the house of God is just for you ah it's not just for you do you think what we are doing here is just for us no many many generations after us will benefit from this if Jesus tarries many 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 generations Many, many, many generations. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, when it comes to the church, don't play. Because this was bought by his blood. Look at how Jesus was crying in the garden. The Bible says that his sweat was like drops of blood, that's why it cost him. He cried on the cross. Eli, Eli, Eli Lamar, Sabathani. God didn't hear him. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when you listen to Jesus' prayer, Jesus will say, I thank you, my Father, for you hear me always. You hear me always. But when the sins of the world was upon him on the cross, God said, here you were. Not this one. I will not hear you. That's why Jesus said, Why have you forsaken me? So it was a forsaken sacrifice to die for the church. Your sweat, your sacrifice is never gone unrewarded. Because the Bible says that God is not unrighteous to forget, (laughs) He is not unrighteous to forget. Your prayer in secret. Your serving in secret. Your giving in secret. He is not unrighteous to to forget. Verse 34. Are you getting something out of this? Yes. Someone said, Pastor, why don't you preach this message on a Sunday so the whole church can hear? No, it's for you. God wants you to hear. He said, "Oh, I wish this person is here." No, no, it's not for that person. It's for you. Oh, oh, why didn't you preach it this time? Oh, pastor, why are you preaching it now? Did you call me? <laughs> Did you send me? <laughs> Go and ask the one who sent me. <laughs> Why why did you make him pretty before? No, no, it's for you. It's for you. You are thinking in your mind, oh, I wish this brother was here. I wish this is. No. It's for you. It's for you. It's It's not for no brother or sister. You think God doesn't know his ways? He knew you were going to be here today before you were born. Hallelujah. Verse 34, 1 Samuel chapter 2, it says, And this shall be a sign unto thee, that they shall come upon thy two sons, on Hophni and Phinehas, in one day they shall die, both of them. You see, he said, they will all died in the flower of their age. At that point, Hophni and Phinehas were in the flower of their age. They were young men. They were walking in the flesh. They think, hey, I have arrived. Right. You don't know. Because they do die in one day. And you know the story? They died. One of them, the wife, was pregnant. And then the moment she heard that they died, she gave birth prematurely. Eli also fell backwards broke his neck and died and that's where the, he gave, she gave birth to a son called Ichabod meaning the glory has departed don't touch the glory of God the church is the glory of God the church is the glory of God so when you touch the glory <laughs> you see when I'm laughing like this There's something bigger coming that I cannot say it because you're not ready for it. It's too big for you. You cannot handle it. So it's only laughter that will come so you can take it as a laughter. (laughs) Verse 35, it says, and I will raise up, I love this, I love God. Look at what God is going to do. He's going to wipe off all those who touch the house of God. And then verse 35, it says, and I will raise up Raise me up a faithful priest. Say amen to that. Yes. Say amen to that. Yes. He said, I, You think God knows what He's doing? He knows what He's doing. God is raising up a faithful priest. Is it not the house of God? Ah, come on. Is it not the church of God? Come on. God knows how to raise up himself a faithful priest. He said, and I'll raise me up a faithful priest that shall do according to that which is in my heart and in my mind. And I'll build him a sure house. Say amen to that. It says, and he shall walk before mine." Anointed forever forever Glory. God is anointing you forever amen. God is anointing this church forever. Amen. God is anointing the faithful priests forever amen. Oh let me hear a living amen he said and I will anoint him forever verse 36 and it shall come to pass that everyone that that is left in thine house shall come and crouch to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread and shall say put me I pray thee into one of the priest offices that I may eat a piece of bread. (laughs) God has the last laugh. God has the last laugh. I love it. He said, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is left in the house of Eli in the house, everyone that is left they'll come to the faithful priest that God is raising up for himself and they'll come and crouch onto him and say give us some bread to eat <laughs> you think God doesn't know what he's doing come on now don't be like Peter in the garden of Gethsemane they come for Jesus and you take out your sword and you cut off the head the the ear of the soldiers. No, come on. This one is not arm of flesh. That's why Galatians 5.16 says, walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Be a spiritual Christian. It's not everything you have to do a running commentary on. God only honors those who honor him in walking in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord in the early church did something awesome. Let's do a quick contrast of the New Testament. Turn with me in your your Bibles to Acts chapter 5 from verse 1. It's interesting. I thought this is one message people will not listen to podcast. Within the last two weeks it has broken all records. I was shocked. I thought this is one message people will not listen to. Yet they have its, its broken listenership record. Advantages of walking in the fear of the Lord. So I say, oh, when you preach on the fear of God, people will not come to the church. No, come on now. It's, it is his church. Acts chapter 5, from verse 1. Now we're going to look at the same thing that happened in the Old Testament, happening in the book of Acts, in the New Testament. Acts chapter 5, from verse 1. I read. It says, But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, with his wife, sold a possession. Now remember in the Old Testament it was about an offering that was being desecrated. You remember. Now look at the same thing happening in the New Testament. They sold their possession. They sold a possession. And kept back part of the piece. His wife also being privy to it and brought a certain part and lay it at the apostles' feet. Now so that means when it comes to tithes and offerings. You can't cheat God and think you go for it because it is his. The 100% is his. He's giving it to you. He said, bring me back the 10. He said, God is not a mathematician. Shall I give net or gross? I think I'll give net. Even the net, I have to make it 10%. I have to divide it into 100. You know, God will understand. God, you know. Let me divide the 10% into another 10. <laughs> and then the 10% of the 10% that I have divided is what belongs to God. <laughs> you and God, who is a better mathematician? <laughs> Verse 3, the Bible says that but Peter said, Ananias why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? So every time you keep back what belongs to the Lord, Satan has lied to your heart. Satan has spoken to your heart. Every time you don't bring the tithes and the offering into the house of the Lord, Satan has spoken to your what? Your heart. He you said, Why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? And to keep back part of of the price of the land. Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. So, you see, this is in the church. That's why I'm telling you that be careful your actions. Don't think you are lying to man. It's God you're dealing with. You're dealing with God. If you're a pastor or a leader in this church and you're using the position you have to do crooked things, it's not me you're lying to. God. I might not find out. But God who sees in secret. Who who rewards people according to their motives. Not actions will reward you. So be careful. Be warned. Be careful. Be careful. He said, you have not lied to men, but you have lied to God. Why are you doing this? You think you're lying to the pastor. You're not lying to the pastor. You're not lying to me. I'm a man just like you. But remember, this is the house of God. You're not lying to man. You're lying to God. I said, oh, you know, pastor. Everything I say, pastor, if I say this pastor will take it. Okay. Praise God. I'll take it. But what about God? Remember, pastor is not your rewarder. Man is not your rewarder. God is your rewarder. Who is our rewarder? God is our rewarder not man so in your marriage in your relationships are you cheating are you crooking? are you hiding stuff are you pretending to be this and doing the other God is our rewarder be careful verse 5 the Bible says that, And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. Now this is the church. It's supposed to be a place of life. Rather, people are dying. This is the early church. People are dying. This year during our word camp, God said to me we must be careful because some people will die that the covenant over this house is that none shall die young we shall all go at old age but remember being far from God when you break his covenant when you break the house that covenant is not, it's not applied to you Ananias has died in the church I said, Pastor, is it right? Well, this is God. Is it right for God to kill people in the church? This is God. It is his house. They said, oh, because God is going to kill me, I'm not coming again. <laughs> too late, too late. too late. It's too late. You know? Too late. David said. Where can I hide from you? Where I can't hide If I go into the cave, you are there. In my mother's womb, you are there. No, where can I? How can I hide from you? Verse six. The Bible says that the young man arose and wound him up, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. The church is meant to resurrect people. But rather, they've been buried by the church. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what it was done, came in. So notice that in the, in the New Testament, their church service was long. They were in the church. Their the husband died three hours ago. <laughs> now, three hours later, she's now coming to church. <laughs> those of you after 45 minutes you start looking at your clock in those days church was the whole day long service you see when you love God you don't look at your time you don't check the time <laughs> pastor When what time are you going to close after three hours so we don't know how many hours they were there but who knows they were there three hours before the husband died and three hours after so this is six hours now not knowing what was done came in I'm sure if she knew she wouldn't have come in <laughs> if she knew her husband died in the church she, she wouldn't have come eight. the Bible says that and Peter answered, her, answered unto her tell me whether you sold the land for so much and she said yes for so much. See? She's agreeing to the lie. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out also. So now, Ananias and Safari thought they were lying to Peter the pastor, but forgetting that they were lying to the spirit of the Lord. Don't be in a department in the church and and gang up with the members and lie to the pastor. Don't agree to lie. When a department, the technical department, want to buy equipment, you bump up the figure. It's a church money. It's church money. You know, everybody must chop some. It's church money. You know the thing is sold for a thousand pounds you say pastor it's, it's three thousand pounds you're making two thousand pounds profit from the church yet you don't give you don't give you want to make money from the church wow wow and you've agreed with the innocent ones if you want to die, die alone. Don't join your death with somebody. <laughs> are you following me? Or you are in the choir, or you are in the children's ministry, or in the financial department, wherever. Do you know there are some branch pastors who coordinate with the financial stewards not to report the correct amount of offering? Do you know that? they put their own people in the financial stewards department they don't fear god so if today an offering of 10,000 came and said make it 1,000 don't write four zeros write only three zeros then 9,000 000 must come to us we are here we know what is happening the pastor the senior person says there Everything is working for him. <laughs> Stealing from the offering. Agreed with people to steal God's money. As for this one, God said, be it far from me. Be it what? Far. You are a financial steward. You are an usher. You come to the church because of the offering. You know, people join. You know, there's this story of this <laughs> this man of God, um, and there was this usher who came to the church and joined the ushering because he wanted to steal church money. And so, one day after the service, the bishop said to the pastors, "Look at this usher. He's stealing. He's stealing money from the church. Look at him." They thought. The bishop was joking. And then after the service, they've done the titan off and everything. He's taking the envelopes <laughs> and put it in his, you know, everywhere. And so after the service they cornered him and said, let's see what's your pocket. Sometimes, you know, you have to take some drastic <laughs> measures. <laughs> <laughs> I said let's search your bag, let's search everything. And then they saw envelopes and said, Today let's go to your house. When they went to his house, church offering envelopes. Ripped it apart, taking the money. He's bought big television, big sound system, big sofa. <laughs> yeah. All he came to the church for is to steal the church offering. And you think you are, plain, you, are you think you are fully man. <laughs> so Ananias and Sapphira they gang that together to lie. To lie. They lie. Okay, lied. Verse 10 of Acts chapter 5, the Bible says, and then fell. She down straight away at his feet. You would think that at his feet. Nobody should be dying, but at his feet. And yielded up the ghost. And the young man came in and found her dead, carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. They agreed to lie to God, so they were all buried together in agreement. In their death, verse 11. And great fear came upon all the church. And upon as many as heavy these things. And the hands of the apostles were many. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Hallelujah. So you see what happens, the results. Now, why do we wait for people to die before we walk in the fear of the Lord? but rather start walking in the fear of the Lord, and then the blessing comes. And I love the verse 13, the Bible says that, and they were all, after the Ananias and the Safaris have been killed and removed out of the church, the Bible says that then they were all with what? One accord in Solomon's porch. Now, if the Ananias and the Safaris are not in the church, that's the time for us to be all, in one accord we must enjoy the message we must enjoy the word amen? amen listen there is no instruction of the word from god that is to your disadvantage every instruction is to your what advantage every instruction Every instruction from the word is to your advantage. God wants to make you better. God wants your life to be better. God wants you to become the head and not the tail. Amen. Finally, as we close, finally, as we close, Psalm 112, verse 1 to 4. Listen, those who walk in the fear of God have access to everything that pertains to life and godliness. Walk in the fear of the Lord. It's an advantage. You can never walk in the fear of God and go down. Trust me, never. I have never gone down once by walking in the fear. This church has never gone down once and walking in the fear of the Lord. So, walk in the fear of the Lord. It's always an advantage to you. Don't listen to those out there and say, let's do it the fast way, let's do it the wrong way. No. Do it the right way. It might take long, but God is in it. I'd rather sink with God than be enthroned with men. Right. You know, when Jesus came on the water and, and he said to them, Peter said, If it is you, bid me to come. Jesus said, Come. And what happened? And Peter started walking. But we all talk about Peter today on the basis that he walked on water. Why? Because it is better to sink with God than to stay in the boat with fearful men. So walk in the fear of the Lord. Psalm 112 verse 1 to 4 quickly. It says, Praising the Lord, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighted greatly in his command. his seed shall be mighty upon the earth the generation of the upright shall be blessed wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endureth forever unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness he is gracious and full of compassion and righteous Hallelujah. So there's a great blessing in, in walking in the fear of the Lord. Look at the man who works in the fear of the Lord. It says his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. From today your seed shall be mighty. Let me hear a living amen. I said your seed shall be mighty. It says the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Your generation shall be blessed. Amen. Let me hear a living amen. He says, wealth and riches shall be in his house. Amen. Let me hear a living amen. amen. You see, those who fear the Lord, wealth and riches shall always be in their house. I have never lacked one day. I have never gone to bed without food before. I have never suffered hunger. I have never... Because I have chosen to walk in the righteousness of the Lord. Since wealth and riches shall be in his house. Are you looking for wealth and riches? Fear the Lord and it will be in your house. Without struggle. The secret to wealth and riches is walking in the fear of the Lord. It says, and his righteousness endureth forever. Say amen to that. Amen. Your righteousness will endure forever. Amen. In the name of Jesus. It says unto the upright. There ariseth light in the darkness. Your light will shine in darkness. Amen. You will arise. You will shine. And you will do exploits for God. Amen. Let me hear living amen. Amen. None shall go down in your family. Amen. None shall be cut off from your family. Amen young men the flower of your of your age will not go down Amen. god will honor you as you continue to honor him Amen. the blessing of the lord will abide in your house Amen. when men say there is a casting down you will say there is a lifting up Amen. the lord will continue to lift you up Amen. your sermon of the lord will be a blessing to generations yet on board Amen. As you faithfully tithe and as you faithfully give sacrifices, you offer sacrifices unto the Lord, God will continue to bless you. God will continue to bless you. When there is darkness in Egypt, there shall be light in Goshen. There shall be light in your house. There shall be increase in your family. Wealth and riches will not cease to remain in your house. Favor will be your portion. The glory of God will cover your house. Your house will never go down. The righteousness of the Lord will abide upon you. The graciousness of God will arise upon you. God will show you favor where you don't deserve favor. He will show you mercy where you don't deserve mercy. God will hand into your hands great things. Your hands will handle greatness. Grace, grace, grace comes upon you from today. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will do little and much will come. You will do little and much will come. God will crown you with his goodness. God will crown you with his grace. God will crown you with his beauty. As you walk in the fear of the Lord, God will fight your battles for you. Those who fight against you, God will fight against them. Those who try to destroy you, God will destroy them. Those who try to outwit you, deceive you, plan against you, God will remove them. Anyone that plans evil against your house, God will destroy them. Anyone who plans evil against this house, God will destroy them. Amen their generation will never know peace they will be wiped off from the surface of the earth anyone anywhere doing anything negative anything bad against the children the members of this house God will destroy them their house will not know peace their house will not know peace their house will not know peace their house will never know peace generations after them will never know peace those who fight against God God will destroy them in the mighty name of Jesus did you receive it somebody hallelujah oh come on let's give Jesus a better praise hallelujah we are walking in the fear of the Lord We are walking in the fear of the Lord. And as we walk in the fear of the Lord, we will see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Why don't we rise up on our feet? Just for a moment, I want to give you the opportunity to come before God and ask him to forgive you of your sins. Some of you, you have murmured against this house. The same house that blesses you. You have criticized the anointing. You have agreed with evil workers. You have done evil. You want to ask God genuinely from your heart to forgive you of your sins. Why don't you talk to God? Ask God to forgive you. Ask him to cleanse you. Some of us have prevented people from coming into the house of God. Some of us have actually sacked people from the house of God. Ask God to forgive you. Ask his grace to come upon you. Some of you have withheld good. Good. In the house of God, you have withheld sacrifices. You have withheld your tithes and your offerings. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to give you another opportunity to start again, to start afresh. Ask Him to help you walk in His fear. For the fear of the Lord is your strength. The fear of the Lord is light. The fear of the Lord is increase. The fear of the Lord is a blessing. Repent, repent, turn around. 180 degrees or 360 degrees. Turn around. Don't go back to that situation. Turn, walk in the ways of God. Has got to cleanse you. Some of us have ganged up with the enemies of this church and gossiping and lying and saying all kinds of things. Ask God to forgive you. Walk in the fear of the Lord. To walk in the fear of the Lord. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we have come before you in humility of heart. In the days of ignorance, we did what was wrong against your house. We have withheld our sacrifices. We have withheld our tithes and our offerings. We have withheld our joy from your house. We have done wrong against your house. But Lord, today we ask for forgiveness. help us to remain in Solomon's porch with one accord. We are here to build your house and not to tear your house down. We have seen the consequences of not walking in the fear of the Lord. We ask of God that you will give us one more chance to love you with all our hearts. Thank you, To draw multitudes into your house. We make a covenant with you today. That will be part of those who are building your house. Not part of those who are destroying it. We thank you for your grace. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive it?